Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Late Film Podcast, uh, where we will be reviewing a TV series episode by episode, and we will be talking about part two of the OA. And I am your co-host Richie, and here with me is Patrick again. Yes, Patrick, our other co-host. Uh, you've joined us uh, previously on the OA Part 1. Uh, yes. Thank you for joining me on every episode of that entry. Of and yeah, it, it's good to be back. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, it's it feels both... Maybe it doesn't feel recent at all, but when you told me how recent it was, I was like, that's not right. It was like a year ago. It was a while ago. It was only like half a year-ish. Yeah. It is good to be back. I am kind of weary because I'm wondering how you're going to feel about it. Because I'd imagine... uh, Well, you didn't take two and a half years to return to this show. It's a half a year, as you said. So... Um, yeah, you didn't have as much time to stew on what would be coming next as I did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I know that you've been doing Twin Peaks and you're, uh, doing that show. So it's good to get you back on <laughs> for this edition of the Late Film Podcast. And, uh, yeah, if you are listening right now and you have not seen the OA or even Twin Peaks, you should watch those shows and you should come back here and listen to our recaps and our reviews. So, yeah, our discussions. And uh, yeah, speaking of something, I haven't had a lot of time to stew on it. Yes, as much as yeah, but I would say uh, also connected to the Twin Peaks, uh, the OA has. What I feel is really endearing with Twin Peaks, where it has its own, it has its own mythos, it has its own reality, it has its own rules and all that stuff, of course. But it also has uh, the vulnerability to be, to be goofy, to be out there. There's like a vulnerability in that. That like I watched uh, a recent show passively, and I saw the conclusion. That was a uh, BoJack Horseman. Uh-huh. and uh like uh there's parts i liked there's parts i didn't like and uh like the conclusion to that series for me was not uh it didn't resonate it felt like uh it felt like the show's about being vulnerable but i never felt like people were vulnerable and the ending felt like there's no catharsis really for me mm. but like with twin peaks and the oa like there's catharsis. There's there's vulnerable moments. There's like the the funny. I want to say it's Steve and BB. Yeah, BBA. BBA in the in the gas station when he's being taken away to the boys camp. There's that right. great there's that great little humorous moment right before like it's a climactic situation and all that, but it's just a little. I don't know. Like if the show was ultra serious and took itself as like this high high art. It wouldn't have the vulnerability that that scene has and endears us to it. 
Oh man, yeah. I, uh, that's such a great point that you brought up about how poignant and like weird and honest the show yeah, is. Like, yeah, I'm, in my six months of reflecting, when I think of the OA uh, and the conclude and the conclusion and the ending, I uh, it's it's still it's still just fond memories, fond and, and appreciation for the uh, the willingness to. Uh, you know, create the show the way it is instead of being something more typical or I don't know. It feels like nowadays there's just I don't know of any current shows that are running that I'm even interested in watching. And this came out relatively recently and it went under my radar and it has that aspect that I really appreciate in shows like Twin Peaks and older movies and shows. Yeah, I'm glad uh, I can, I'm glad I can bring you into the fold <laughs> and, and, and that it actually works for you and works for like what you're looking for um i honestly didn't even i didn't anticipate that i honestly thought okay either patrick's gonna love this show or he's gonna think it's pretentious in a bad way <laughs> and um it definitely started that way like i was like, abrasive. <laughs> I was like oh i'm a little abrasive but then again like like oh no it's like it's endearing it's not it's not like uh it's I've seen I've seen pretentious stuff. I've seen like the I've seen like the Marxist art films where it's like, you know, the narrative a narrative structure itself is a property of the bourgeois. So you have to break free from that. So my film has no narrative through line. There's no connecting scenes. There's no anything. And that, that's the pretentious stuff where I'm like, is it still good to watch or is it bad to watch? Is the only thing that <laughs> saves your film if you're entering that territory. Or the OA definitely doesn't hit that stuff. Like, no, that's not. It's 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 fully endearing. Maybe it starts a little abrasive for me because I'm a, a cynic, but it won me over easily. Yeah, I, I do have to admit it does. It. The initial impression of the OA is that it is very weird. They do have some dialogue where you kind of, uh, you know, raise some eyebrows a little bit like real. Wow, they really said that. Uh, yeah, away yeah. bites the dog. Yes, <laughs> really, I know, right? That dog scene. Um, you know, Steve is a bit much. Uh, Star, especially, yeah. Um, but I guess we are chartering or chart. We are in that territory where, um, yeah, I did want to ask you, like, kind of your whole impression of the ending of season one, how you felt during this time period. I guess you kind of went over that. And, um, yeah, and I guess how you feel initially uh, about this episode, uh, episode one, Angel of Death. Yes. Oh boy, uh, I saw. I've, I've probably, I'll probably always have it, just like you always have for certain shows. I'll probably always have a sentimental view, especially of the first season, and our recordings of it. I guess, yeah, it's like a fond memory now for sure. So the show is going to occupy that same headspace of being a fond memory of, you know, watching the show for the first time. Right. Like, I think, yeah, I think back to the, uh, the prairie outfit she was always wearing and certain scenes and moments that takes me back. But, uh, you know, for this new season, I'm a little I'm trying to think of how to articulate this. 
I'm curious. I'm very curious to see where it's going. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but we definitely, <laughs> we definitely uh, get a lot more references directly than I expected. I expected the whole first episode to be setting up, uh, like a whole new. Ah, uh, what's the word? Like a a new. Not a new mythos, but like a new a new story, a new. Mm-hmm. Not hundred percent sure, but like I was expecting like a new seven. Not seven. Interesting. It's a five or seven. Five. Yeah, yeah. Five, the five. Uh, like the Michigan the Miracle, five. the the five, right? Yes, yeah, so I was expecting the new five to be set up. Maybe that's happening. Because there's, oh, okay. there's been a couple of characters I introduced of like, oh, he could be a reoccurring member of the new five. Interesting. All right. All right. There's, um, at least, there's at least three, maybe four characters I think are part of the new five I've seen. So I love, I love that you're already thinking about that, and then you haven't even seen the second episode yet. So like, I get it where I, your mind is at because I had the same, I had similar um, sentiments. Yes. Like, oh, I don't know about anything about season two. Uh, what happened to everybody back in season one? Like, oh no, this show looks way different, and I don't know if I'm gonna like it. Like it looks too different where like, is it really going to go there or is it going to bring us back? You know, um, the, op- the opening, we lost the uh, letters, didn't we? Wait a minute. The, le- the um, okay. Yeah. So the very opening, yes. okay, I guess we can kind of start now. The very opening begins with uh, a text on screen that says seven hours and 46 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know, but the first season of the OA is 436 minutes, which equates to seven hours and 16 minutes. Okay. So half an hour before um, that finale, where uh, if you haven't Uh. seen the (laughs) OA yet, spoilers now if you haven't even seen the first season and we're recapping season two you just need spoilers but she gets shot yes okay. and what happens 30 minutes into this episode uh yeah okay you noticed all right that's okay, so tell okay. me tell me what do you what did you think of that whole like thing that brit and zal are doing where they're flexing their meta muscles uh i Appreciate it, and this connects to like the my first impressions of this new episode, our new season first episode. Was that it's a new, it's a new, it's a new. If we're, we're I was like, we're in a new, we're in a new story, a part two. There's gonna be connections, but like we're gonna get established. But then when that happens, I was like, oh, there's okay, we're getting a lot more direct connections to season one and stuff from season one. Yeah. Than I expected in the I was I expected that like episode three or four, maybe. Like I expected us to be introduced to characters and like uh whatever the conflict or setting up their connections and all that. Yeah. I didn't expect it like immediately to like bring in some new characters and set up a new plot line story. As mm-hmm. well as like and here's direct references. I called I was so when uh god i don't want to go to order 
I was so happy when I like I saw a certain aquarium and I saw another thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was doing. I was like, you knew yes. you were gonna see that. <laughs> oh yeah, when I saw the hallway, she was right. in. I was like, oh yeah, I know where we are. I uh, yeah, I really appreciated that aspect, and I think that this is like abstract. I'm not getting the details of the show or this new season yet, but like I do. It's I'm not having that same abras- abrasive first reaction. Maybe okay. it's the is, second season. Is that a good or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Because you know how <laughs> okay. I am. Yeah. We got the think... we got the euphoria. We got Zendaya. Yes. We got she we got plays. some people drop we got some people dropping like I'm not a gamer. <laughs> um yeah, it's charming and it's not abrasive anymore. I don't know if I'm more open to the show or the fact I feel like I'm getting the stuff with a little reward of like, Oh look, here's Homer. Here's this. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's a combination of both. I think the show I've, I mean, okay. I've seen this first season. Like I've seen angel of death so many times already, probably like my seventh or eighth time watching this episode. And, and, um, yeah, it's like kind of like almost a part of my, uh, yearly ritual of like watching the OA <laughs> hopes that it will come back one day. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, if you ever get a chance, Patrick, uh, double thumbs up the OA on Netflix. Uh, just saying. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I think that it is a combination of both. I think that because we've already seen the first season, and season two is almost like an evolved version, I would say. And, and you can tell that it's still the OA. I don't know if you feel that way. Uh, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, I can still tell it's the same show. It just doesn't have like that dour cinematography, like the, the grays of the first season where this is like a lot more reds. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of neon. Mm-hmm. A lot of neon colors, um, yellows, and yeah, I love the fact that we are following a new character, uh, Kareem, who's played by uh, Kingsley Ben Adir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's our new main character. He has a uh, a dream in which I believe he is skateboarding down a road, like extremely fast, and it's like some kind of GoPro footage or something. Yeah. That was, uh, that was just hard to tell. Because that had like car headlights too. Yeah. You see the car then, headlights. Yeah. Or, then it follows yes. him off the cliff. Mm-hmm. The yeah, very strange opening. Just like the opening of season one where it's on a cellular footage and you see OA jump off. And yes. in this one, we see OA in a red dress uh, right before wh- whom I believe is Kareem falling off a cliff yeah. down into the water, just like uh, away in season one. And he wakes up. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah. And then he wakes up to the sound of knocking, and it is uh, a, wo- uh, a woman who is seeking help to find her granddaughter named Michelle. And it is the same Michelle that we know from season one, but that Michelle is Buck. And in this 
storyline, it is Michelle. Okay. Um, yeah, we get uh, some neat moments. You did not recognize that. Oh my goodness. I think I might have spoiled it for you. <laughs> well, I, I figured other characters make a reappearance already. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess because when you look at the photo, uh, it looks just like Buck, except with long hair. But maybe I'm much better with faces. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I should have held that in. I didn't know if, if you figured it out already. Um, I figured everyone's coming back because like, we've seen you know three major characters come back yes we do see some people come back it's like, oh, it's um, probably, yeah it's not like it's it's not i don't think it's a massive spoiler i think it's something i would have okay. got eventually yeah you'll probably uh figure it out uh pretty early on but yes now you know uh that is michelle um and yeah and she needs help finding her granddaughter and her granddaughter he says that her granddaughter is quote-unquote invisible and i believe that that's what she meant is that she is missing um however in the meta witches recap they said that that might have been a reference to um michelle being an immigrant which is like yeah. i don't think that is very accurate in my opinion i don't i don't think it ever came off that michelle or buck or either were like immigrants i thought i always thought they were an american person but i could be wrong i think the whole term invisible is a double entendre to like you know the themes in the first season you know finding your invisible self yeah and i'm vietnamese but i'm not fluent but i'm not sure what missing means in vietnamese but i'm pretty sure maybe that's what she meant to say is that this person missing this person's invisible so um yeah i took it i took it because i think i took it both ways not 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 your way direct i didn't piece that together yet but i do see it i'm, I'm curious now to see if we can return hey. to little selves but i did see it as like uh because i think buck not buck the captions named him Duke. Oh yeah, Duke is the the translator. Yeah, a Vietnam yes. veteran that mm -hmm. uh, lives on a boat also nearby. And, yeah, his uh, Vietnamese is pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, and he translated. I think he does translate, like saying like, "Oh, she's invisible." I I'm trying to remember now if he says she's an immigrant or just the cops don't care. Yeah, I, I could have sworn it's just like the cops won't care if she's missing. Yeah. I took yeah. that as a double thing of like, oh, she's miss. Maybe she's invisible and in that like the cops won't care if she's missing, but also she's invisible as like she's like. She's possibly a victim of a crime or she's like, you know, like the unseen victims, the invisible victims of certain things that happen. Right. I took it as like, maybe um, that's. Yeah. You know, and I'll, maybe I did miss some things. I watched uh, I watched the episode many times, and I guess that never occurred to me. But um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kareem, uh, goes to San Francisco, right, to visit, uh, Michelle's uh, relatives. Uh, yeah, she has been staying with them after. It is believed that her dad might have died 
um, because he was supporting Michelle. He passes away. Not sure what happened to her mom. But uh, yeah, he apparently Michelle went to San Francisco because the money there is much better. Probably got caught up in some things. And yeah, it's been a couple weeks since she disappeared. So yeah, there's like there's, there's a noir feeling to this season so far. Yes, I got that aspect too. It definitely feels like that mystery, um, yeah, modern noir territory, um, which is interesting. I I like that. It's yeah, a set the, kind of a it's, uh, set in the bay. Kind of reminds me of uh, Chan is missing. You know, like a kind of noir set in the bay, San mm-hmm. Fran. I was like, oh, it's like that. I'm not sure if that's a direct homage or reference. I also like Chinatown, yeah. but that's more LA. Well, shoot. If hopefully, if Zal or Brad ever listen to this episode, can we, uh, you know, bring them on as guests? Maybe interview them? Ask yeah, them about it. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I guess Kareem, he goes to San Francisco. He checks up on Michelle's uh, relatives. And yeah, we kind of have this like kind of nice moment between Kareem and Michelle's grandma where she kind of like falls asleep <laughs> on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. uh, I kind of like their Art. whole back and forth exchange throughout this episode. Um, especially when he visits uh, the aunt uncle. Mm-hmm. And he he kicks her out for a moment because he realizes that she uh, is much better in her English, and she uh, lets him believe. And um, so yeah, after he leaves, he he uh, the little boy that was also there, uh, Donald. Yes. Uh, yes. The I believe he is yeah Michelle's cousin, and um, yeah he finds him outside. And they talk for a moment, and we get this nice little exchange. And he asks him for his Vietnamese name, uh, which is really nice. I'm like, oh wow, he knows all about that. And um, yeah, he leads him to a house where we find more information. And then Kareem gets like assaulted. Yeah, it's like a jump scare, kind of. Yeah, like that's kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, yeah, we get this kind of jump scare. He jumps out the window, gets severely injured, and yeah, we find out that um, Michelle was playing some sort of game. Yeah, on, I, on the yeah. phone. I really like the. Uh, I'm not. I'm trying to think about it. I like the crypto references. Mm-hmm. I love, I love when something. Uh, I hope it's not praising it. But I love that it's you know set in the near Silicon Valley. Uh, there's like a weird crypto thing happening, and they're tying it maybe to some kind of dark thing happening. I love that. I'm yeah, just a little side thing. I. I'm so mortified when I see like sports events happening. There's ads for crypto constantly. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I feel dread building in me. Well, I believe the show is really tapping into something about that. 
you know, it's such a stark contrast from the first season where like technology wasn't this huge thing in this small town. Mm. Yeah, and now is- like mm-hmm, YouTube was the like, biggest thing, right? <laughs> and now we're in the heart of San Francisco, which that is going to be, that's the huge thing over there. The, the wave um, mm. working in tech. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, we find out Michelle has been playing these games to, uh, to make uh, thousands of dollars. Um, and yeah, he uh, has this game now and he's trying to figure it out. And he does uh, get pretty much like harassed by these uh, police officers. We have like a little moment where they take a jab at him and try to rile him up saying like, why are you helping uh, find this person? Uh, aren't, you know, I thought Asian people don't like black people, etc. And like, it's yeah i was like wow that really stung because it's just like that is pretty relevant here in california the whole like the whole um racial wars between um asian and blacks blacks versus asians i don't know if you're privy to the whole narrative patrick but like um yeah that's all that's been a kind of a huge thing especially in the in the 90s and i'm sure in the late 80s as well um especially during the LA riots and such. Um, Do the right thing. That scene. Right. Um, They're they're free and store owners, I believe in that. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I think people just want these narratives to to pit us against each other. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a slippery slope and it's such a weird topic weird discussion to have but no yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 one of those things where in my opinion they're portraying by framing it as like an ethnic conflict they're portraying the cause which is like scarcity and uh you know poverty and immiseration of course of course when there's people living in poverty together there's going to be you know there's going to be competition for whatever it is that you can get and uh mm-hmm with media and all that people will and people some people will self-segregate but it's you know along racial lines and all the other stuff really i know it 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 makes sense it's it's not the way it has to be it's not a natural state of things because again it's all created by you know poverty and uh yeah misery it's not something that just happens naturally but yeah the cops are like right. oh guys are like it's like uh it's like the scorpion and the frog over here it's like no 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 it's not that's not how it is (laughs) and yeah cop would say that is the vibe i got from that scene right and yeah they were talking about how he's such a this arrogant guy (laughs) so you're gonna have to go back to the uh, the station and and, you know make a statement he's like yeah sure that's fine he's like man you're such a prick (laughs) like you can tell they really hate each other so you get of Chinatown, the noir. Mm-hmm. Think of Jack Nicholson's character. <laughs> they like annoyed with him all the time. Um. Yeah, yeah. So next up, we um, Kareem gets more information. So he goes, um, he gets that information. Security guard at some kind of like 
warehouse or club or something. Yeah. Um, we find out that, um, yeah, he, he's kind of get information from these, these, uh, gamers. They're called like Q kids. Yeah, that was another. That was another. What year was this made again exactly? So I guess the time period is in 2016, and the show came out. Oh, well, season two came out in 2019. So it's just like a two and a half year gap between the first season. Yeah, I, my mind goes to the QAnon stuff. Mm. I was like, when did that okay. blow up? Is there like a little reference in the name? Might be. I'm not sure. I know that Kareem does make references to like crypto and, and Ethereum and, and such. Um, but, you know, these things have always been prevalent, at least in the early 2010s. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, this is uh, the show, especially this season is another good. It's a good example of something. It's a show that's modern. It's addressing current stuff instead of, uh, you know, some shows like don't like what's a sh- what's like a what's a current teen show? Maybe Euphoria, um, but like Stranger Euphoria, Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, I was just gonna say Stranger Things because we talk so much shit about that. <laughs> well, again, talk, again, to continue our trend, uh, Stranger Things set in eighties. You know, it's like they can't they can't make a show about modern kids and modern childhood because it'd be too depressing. It's not eventful. Got kids, they go on, they go on their phones, they go on their computers, they go on their screens, which isn't inherently bad. Like if there's balance and all that stuff to be found, but it's the thing of like, it doesn't make good media. And so they just like certain shows feel like they skip it all together. They want to address it unless it's like a small plot point in like a sitcom. Like Stranger Things right, and, and they to lean the point into it. to make the the places as characters, like in, in Michigan, where they're at. Yeah, it really feels like Michigan. Even though I've never been there, but it wasn't technologically heavy like this because now we're in San Francisco, right? Yeah, like they they had phones. They went on YouTube. YouTube. It's like yeah, but now we're in the Bay. There's crypto talk. There's Puzzle game. Uh, mm. Is it ARG? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think to talk something games. about that. Yeah, there's like an ARG um, happening with the show in the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, we get Kareem doing some more detective work. He asks these kids if they've seen Michelle, and they're all like so jaded. I don't know if it's jaded. I don't know if that's the word, but like they're disconnected. Yeah, they're from the real they're, world. They're in gamer mode. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're on drugs. I guess this is kind of depicting that in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, it's one of those funny. It's not. It's it's in It's a little goofy, but it's not like completely untrue. Right. It's like we've seen the stories of like the people who play games like twelve hours straight, and like they. Mm-hmm. They have like a heart attack as a result of not sleeping for like two days. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Addic- yeah, there is an addictive aspect, but like it's like they're kind of like in a trap house in that scene, and they're all like gaming. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, the, the drugs is their phones yeah. and like all the technology in their laptops and stuff, their hard drives. Um, it, it is not. Yeah. I'm sorry, you were saying? It's like a little funny, but like I get I get what they're saying. and What they're saying justifies. The. The humorous aspect as like a gamer. Mm. As a gamer it's, myself. <laughs> it's not too far removed from reality. Like we you and I, we both game and I'm pretty sure I know some people who are just like that, especially back in high school. Um. Yeah. Like they'd be on a chair in the room, like gaming out that hard. They wouldn't be in like a house, <laughs> the house, the tarp on it, doing that. Unless like, they're no, trying like, to trying to win money. Um, yeah, there's a yeah, there's that competitive aspect where like they're all just zoned in, and um, I mean, esports is a huge thing now, right? Oh, oh so, yeah. It's probably is like that um, in some parts of uh, California and around the world. So no, yeah, I'm 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 probably disconnected. There's TikTok houses. For, it looks like that. I bet. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but I'm uh, kind of freaked out now. <laughs> TikTok houses, Jesus. Hey, season three. You uh, wanna you wanna pitch ideas? Oh my goodness. Speaking of, oh no, actually, let's talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this is where. So, yeah. Uh, Continue. This is where we meet uh, what I think is a new member of the new five. Uh, yes, we. Yeah, maybe Duke is. But I'm sure. No, you don't need to. I, I know <laughs> for sure she's a new member. She's a, <laughs> she's a big celebrity, so it's clear she's going to be a member. Okay, so her name is Fola, uh, played by Zendaya, which is yes. who you're referring to. And yeah, she is in the lowdown, uh, what the game is all about, how it's a puzzle. And um, yeah, as uh, I guess there are winners and there are losers. Puzzles don't have losers. It's basically the game is basically a puzzle. And um, yeah, I guess people get stuck if they don't solve it. Um, they don't. They don't lose. They just get stuck. Mm-hmm. And she kind of she basically helps him figure out at least the first riddle of the game that Cream now has on his phone. And uh, and she's aware of Michelle, like he's known her, and she said that uh, Michelle has stopped appearing at the house, uh, which she used to frequent um, for a while until two weeks ago. And yeah. That's around the time that she disappeared. And um, yeah, so it is presumed that Michelle might have solved the game. And that's why she is gone. And um, he basically says that Kareem is going to have to basically follow in Michelle's footsteps. And quote unquote, at a certain point, the game goes IRL in real life. Um, thank you, Meta Witches, for that quote. <laughs> and um, yeah, he solves the first uh, riddle uh, above this, uh, above this, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm messing this up. I have this quote. Below the stars, above, above the sea, below the stars is the first one. Yes. Uh, I would not have solved that. <laughs> L- literally? 
Can we talk yes. about that? Isn't there a famous <laughs> scene with the sea ground and stars above? Um, fill me in. Season one, when uh, as uh, in Nina, I believe. Mm-hmm. Little little Nina is, uh, she she dies briefly. Yes. And then she's uh, if my memory is correct, isn't it then that she's resurrected, but she's given the choice by the maternal figure who's like holding her. But under isn't the ground Platoon. like water? The tune isn't the ground water, and then the room around her is like space right like stars all around her yeah, yeah i was like oh let's talk about that kind of mm, not that connection but yeah another piece of the puzzle yeah it's the room it's i say it is concrete 100 percent confirmed <laughs> there are a lot of honestly watching this over there there are a lot of things that like start to make more sense um as you go back because um, the show goes full circle in my opinion and um, yeah yeah he uh, Kareem gets a new clue right to the the second puzzle which is three wise man and so he's kind of stuck there right now and um, yeah pretty much uh Let's see. Uh, where where should we head into? Um, yeah, Kareem is kind of like he has trust issues. Yeah. Uh, he accuses um, Zendaya's character of only helping him so that she can kind of advance herself. Um, and she tells him that she wants him to find love, basically, or to fall in love. <laughs> Um, she does she definitely her character helps save the uh, the introduction of this concept like we're hmm. in the game we're in the, we're in the gamer house the gamer trap house I was like oh this is pretty funny but I get what it's saying mm-hmm. but then when she explains the the puzzle the thing more I was like, oh, okay, this is not like I thought it was just like a weird like, I don't know, it'd be different if it was a game. But like, well, it's like a puzzle and it's like uh, puzzles are like a language. Because, you know, they they have they have their things have its own meaning. There's like double there's double meanings. There's, you know, it, it communicates something. And all that stuff like oh that's an interesting premise that's a lot more interesting than there's like a game that pays money right i was like okay but, this is now more intrigued there there is a lot of uh faces a lot of things are being said that are very cryptic and that they have double right mm-hmm. um which is what i really like about the writing on the show mm. they all have a meaning um and you can find it if you'd like yeah, basically, um, Kareem was pretty upset about the person who attacked him at the house. And like, well, what happened to him? Didn't the game, you know, didn't have something to do with the game? Um, I believe that's what he mentions, right? And um, he believes that something could happen to Michelle. And, and uh, yeah. 
doesn't he also think she's she's trying to get him to play the game and he's thinking like it's like maybe it's a recruitment thing maybe it's a cult right. thing he's like oh so i can mm-hmm. end up like liam like what is the studio yeah and then she says well liam has always been that way you know he's always been unstable and he's you know you you climb a mountain and someone's gonna fall off eventually right and um yeah like people don't know what happened to the winners when they win you know, the only people that know are the ones that have a built game and the people that who finished a game, right? And what follows right after is the we reached the woman the phone and it is OA, aka Nina. We finally get Bert Marling's appearance after about thirty minutes in. Uh I do want to ask you, uh, did you ever wonder if we were ever going to get back to <laughs> away and like if, we're, if she's dead, like what happened? What were your thoughts on that? We finally get her here. I, I did not expect her this early at all. I expected the, the new five. I expected to be introduced to the new five. The new five come together. Season three or four uh season six maybe how many or not season jesus how many episodes are there in the season uh, is it eight as well eight yes eight in each season okay yeah so i was thinking for sure uh episodes one is like the introduction to the main character and premise and maybe some of the members of the five around three or four we have the five together probably four and then around maybe six or seven uh, we'd get the OAs return, and then eight would be the mm-hmm. conclusion of the season. Right. So yeah, thirty minutes in, I was not getting it. <laughs> I, I was anticipating uh, like little references, like the intro where she's like on the mm-hmm. side of the road, the dream. Right. I thought it was going to be only that until her like big appearance in episode seven. So, yeah. yeah, it was it was a little alarming. Sure. You're like, and you know, wait, Richie, you repeat that? You're chopping up bad. All right, is it working? Hello, hello, hello. hello? There you go. You're good. Okay, I was just saying, I I find it kind of funny that uh, you had like this structure and these like beats that you think the show is gonna hit, and it just like subverts your expectations. Yeah, that's good. But also, I still called uh, one thing. Yes. We'll get to that later. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we get Pierre Ruskin talking on the phone, which happens to be Nina, a.k.a. um, away. And they have some sort of argument about something that happens in a house. And we don't really get too much information on that. and. Basically, uh, Nina says, hey, this partnership is over. I don't want you to be anywhere near the house. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we, I love this doc scene. It just, yeah, it reminds me back of season one when uh, Prairie was there. I don't know if she was in the same location. Oh, she was at the it, uh, New York. Oh, New York, yeah. Oh, duh. 
don't know why I was thinking that. But yeah, because she's at the, you know, the ferry. Um, or she's waiting for the ferry. And yeah, it's just, it's just a callback to me um, back to season one. And um, so, yeah, we know like, wow, this is not the same reality as the one that uh, the OA is in. Because Nina has this accent. She just looks totally different. Um, and just seeing uh, this again. Oh, man. Just. Uh, I'm just. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I admire Britt Marling as an actress. Um, just uh, as a creative. And as an angel. <laughs> So I'm sipping hard for Britt Marling right now. I just love the transformation that she took playing this character. And um, yeah. Yeah. So Patrick, take me away before I talk too much about how, how, fond, of I, how fond I am of Britt Marling. <laughs> no, it's, uh, she's criminally underrated, I would say for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, she deserves the, the recognition for playing these, these roles. Uh, she's essentially playing like multiple roles in the show. And, um, yeah, once it hits, I believe around the 31, the mid 31 mark is when she's on the, uh, the ferry and she realizes something is up and yeah, she's hits, um, almost like a heart attack in a way she said i've been shot something's happening and she looks up into the sky and then we get this really great transition of her um, uh in this ambulance and yeah uh i think this is my favorite sequence in the whole show leading up to like the 38 minute mark which we'll talk about soon uh how did you feel about this whole uh sequence when she collapses don't we see in her glasses reflection too yes yeah. we do yeah the bullet the glass the bullet hole from the end of season one mm-hmm. the five cracks representing yeah. the five five cracks the bullet hole that hit her chest during that moment yeah great great i was like okay i see i see what they're doing <laughs> it was very it was very successful and i was like okay this is that's where the show really diverted. I never mm-hmm. like my, my expectations like, oh, it's going to be like this. Episode three is going to be this and seven is going to be this. That's where I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to happen for sure. Because now we're uh, we kind of leave behind the main or the, the new introductions. Mm-hmm. And we're back now on like a continuation of uh, the OA's adventure. I'm like, oh, we're okay. And then we get the, is this when the opening sequence rolls? Uh, yeah, so it's basically right after she finds herself in a hospital where she's wondering, hey, where am I? And they say, we're at the mission. She says, but where? And they say, San Francisco. And she's getting delirious. He looks at her hands and says, these are not my hands. I need to see my face. Um, so she um, remembers, she remembers Steve chasing the ambulance too when she's in it. Yeah, she she saw images of Steve chasing the ambulance, and yeah, she knocks out. She wakes up, and you know they ask. Uh, the nurse asks her a few questions. Um, 
you know, like if she knows her name and the year, she says 2016 and she asks her uh, who the president is and she says Barack Obama. So basically in our dimension, right? Um, but in their dimension, um, it is Joe Biden in 2016. Uh, what was your reaction to that? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was like, oh. I kind of I kind of wrote it off as our current year. <laughs> it's it's easy to, right? Uh when you watch the show now. Um even though the show was in the making basically between 2017 2018 mm. and it came out in the spring of 2019 in March. Believe. Yeah. I was like I understood if I was if I was a show creator, I would be like who's president? It's like, "Oh, Trump." I'm like, "No, it's just say Biden's president. <laughs> I think they're definitely saying something here, or they believed uh, something was going on here. Um, I don't know. I like to think that was an intentional thing, right? That had to mean something. Oh, yeah, I think for sure it's intentional. Um, but I was like, I just wrote it off as like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to put anything about the 2016 election <laughs> in my show. <laughs> I want my show to be its own thing. I don't want any of that touching it. So I, just, I, yeah. I wrote it off that kind of. Um. So yeah, eventually she starts freaking out. Um, because she was going to get a sedative, and right after she receives it, because uh, they had to pin her down, they called a I think fifty one fifty. And yeah, we get this wonderful sequence at thirty eight minute mark where we finally get the, the credits, the intro credits. Um, you had to have known, right, that this was going to happen eventually. Where are the credits? And so they finally long. did it. And we're the, uh, the Always Back. Yes, that's when you know the Always Back. It has, I, I love these this introduction. Um, again, if the rest... Everything else that came before it really felt like a prologue, and now we're finally starting in this new chapter. Yes. And, um, yeah, truly a remarkable, like, sequence. Like, I have never seen a show that's done something like this. And all I have to say is that uh, season two ever comes, they better do the intro credits at, like, 15 minutes or something. An hour. Heck. Season three. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Save, her, save her right before... The conclusion. <laughs> oh man, they saved the intro and ending credits for like the the season finale. That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we we get um the credits, we get everybody's names. We're like, all right. Um. So yeah, we uh get Prairie waking up. And she pretty much gets to low down from the nurse about, um, like, they got some bad news. Uh, Pierre Ruskin is waiting inside, and he wants to speak to her. She does not want to speak to him. He gets very, very upset. But all the nurses are, like, uh, fond of him because they know who he is. And, yeah, apparently um, they were together. And we get this wonderful moment where she speaks to Nancy. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of heartbreaking. 
right. to me. Um, just knowing everything that happened between them in season one. And that's kind of like, in a way, uh, closure. Um, Um, but that just kind of feels that way. She apologizes to her. Did for. How am I now? You're good now. Okay. Um. Yeah, she thanks Nancy for everything she's done for her. Basically, thanking her. Uh for all the things that she did for her in season one. And even though they didn't have like a great relationship. Um, yeah, I think her having this NDE and dying definitely helped her see things in a new light. And um, yeah, really, really interesting that uh, the way she spells her name, that kind of caught me off guard. I don't know if you noticed, oh, yeah. but yeah, she writes <laughs> the way backwards almost it feels like yeah and i was like interesting can i copy the writing <laughs> did she use a hand double <laughs> um but yeah uh i think i kind of skipped it a little bit but we do get kareem getting more information um right. where he's playing basketball he gets a woman talking to him about uh pure Reskin possibly having something to do with the uh, with the game and how it's like a it might be crowdsourcing. Um, Pat, do you have anything, any information on on something like this? I'm uh, sure like, something like this happens in real life, maybe. In our in our dimension, I'm sure that it does, right? Oh yeah, my, I always go to the famous. Is it Peter Molyneux? Mm-hmm. Do you remember he had the phone app game pretty early in the teens, 2000 teens? It was a massive cube with like a billion squares on it. Oh, no, I never heard of this. No, oh, it was a massive cube and you, everyone had a shirt. It was like a server and you would sign in on the app. And uh, the premise was there's some kind of truth at the center of the cube. And mm-hmm. uh, you just you spend time clicking away these little like small pixel squares on the cube. But there's like millions and everyone's on that. Everyone's doing it together. So you see other people taking squares off the cube. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there some kind of grand prize waiting for whoever's like the last person to hit the last square. So it's like, a, yeah, you'd sit there and just waste time poking away at this cube. Oh, then, wow. Yeah. And then but the, the 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 guy who was the creative idea behind it, he was a game developer who's known for uh, embellishing, uh, not the embellishing the truth practically. Yeah, he's like, oh, he was famous for overpromising, like since like the Xbox days, like the original oh. Fable. He's like the one of the directors on the Fable games, the first one. Oh no way! That- yeah, he, good. He, I don't know yeah. anything that happened after that. Well, the I think the. Like the games are good and people appreciate them, but like he'd do like press talks before the game's release. And he'd talk about like it's gonna be a fluid, like it's gonna be a fluid, amazing world. Uh you can uh in Fable, there's gonna be like, you know, you'll see a sapling that'll grow into a tree and then it'll die naturally in the game's engine. Like it'll oh. be like life in the game. <laughs> and that that wasn't in the game. Yeah. But he's like, it was not, no. 
No, he's just promising the moon. Uh, I think there was a famously unsettling game too. Uh, let me look this up real quick too. There's another game that was like supposed to just be an AI boy you would interact with, and he's supposed to be like hmm. a sentient being in a way. That was like, <laughs> creepy in hindsight, Peter. Oh my god! But yeah, that never came out because again, it was like not a. Yeah. So not a real. Not, it wasn't feasible, but he's promising. Yeah, Milo, the virtual boy. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up. That sounds very creepy. Yeah, Peter Milo's this um, project. Yeah, yeah. Peter Peter Molyneux, Project Milo. Oh, yeah. here's a yeah. Here's a here's an article from like uh, 2021. Peter Molyneux confirms Milo died five years ago. <laughs> okay. What the. F- <laughs> Milo, so yeah, we hardly knew you. Yeah, so yeah, so the 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 the, the we have his, have we seen the character directly? He's kind of been obscured, hasn't he? You're right. We we have not seen him though. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. we were always obscured to like yeah. what he actually looks like. Yeah. So yeah, the game from the start reminded me of like the cube Peter Molyneux mm-hmm. thing, as well as like and as well as like a a musk. Or a Gates figure. Yeah, I got the impression that Pierre Reskin is basically like yeah, that kind of figure in that world. Uh, parallel to figures in our world, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that this sort of thing does happen. He has so much fucking money that he can do that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, where do we head to now? So, I also forgot to mention that uh, Prairie or OA also got the news um, about Homer and how she's trying to look for him. And there was no Homer in St. Louis, but there was one in San Francisco who was a psychiatrist and one in Sacramento, of all places, who was a... Sixty-year-old man. So Patrick, we might have to do a little bit of digging ourselves. See if uh, this man knows anything about season three of OA. Okay. <laughs> There's a real actor sitting around waiting for someone to come talk to him. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah. So we uh yeah. So uh, what's his name? Kareem looks into Pierre Ruskin. Uh. After he has that talk with that woman with the basketball about the whole like theory of Pierre Ruskin's involvement, and um, Prairie basically uh, gets to pack up a few of her things because they gave her an option. Well, not really an option. She doesn't really have much of a choice. She has to have fourteen days um, put into this. Uh, psychiatry or the center this like private clinic and they said okay you're gonna get your things we're gonna take you over there and yeah she finds out that her her dad was alive he did not die or he did but he died uh later on like very recently and um yeah just all her reactions are uh Yes, it felt so genuine. I love the acting here from Britt Marling and just her recalling her classmates and yeah, just realizing 
that she had a light of uh, this other life where she got to spend time with her father. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good mix of bewilderment at, you know, everything's different, but then, yeah, like mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, the weight's still there. If you're, yeah, if you're the hop into an alternate reality where you didn't get to experience it, but you get to find out you spent more time with a loved one, but they just recently passed. Mm-hmm. That'd be a pretty. That'd be a pretty heavy discovery. It wouldn't right. be. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking yeah, about cause... it makes it seem real, but not real at the same time. So I can only imagine. But she communicates right. that. He communicates it very, very well. He finds out that she was not blind. He didn't have her NDE, um, which probably changed her quite a bit, or at least changed um, her trajectory. Yeah. And where she was headed in life. Um, yeah, she is bringing all this trauma with her from the other dimension into this character, which is, I find, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Like, she was trying to get clothes so that she can bring with her to the clinic and, like, they open her drawer and whatnot. Oh, uh, the panties. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. They're all folded in a certain brand. Really. Yeah, well, they all cost like thousands of dollars each. <laughs> like, hey, okay, she's so so bougie. She has like bougie underwear and stuff. I'm like, all right, I see you, Nina. She's um, all like her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and we get uh Kareem basically like staking out um uh Pierre Reskin's house. And yeah, he listened to some kind of interview about how Pierre is like this prophet of the valley, basically Elon Musk figure. And like, you know, like somehow he sees the future. And um, yeah, he basically follows this uh, person back to this uh, warehouse. Right. The prophet of the valley. I like that. Mm hmm. That's 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 a scary phrase. All right. Hmm. Yeah, we have prophets for sure out here. Um. So yeah, he uh he's doing some more digging, and um. Basically, uh, what is it? Yeah, can we, can we go we back. There? Yeah, I think we do. I think we, oh, we go back to Prairie again, right? Where yeah, uh, she said it's a treasure island. Yeah, we finish off with Prairie, I think. Yeah, so she uh, basically gets escorted in there, and her caseworker uh, basically leaves. And, um, oh, okay, yeah. We do go back to Kareem. He goes, he goes to this place called Kiri, and he does recognize the, the image of Kiri from um, yeah, the house. Good... Yeah. I forgot, I forgot about the whole cane sugar factory mm-hmm. warehouse yeah he he finds that same image from where michelle was staying and yeah he gets into like this little uh car accident just so he can try to uh weasel his way inside do some more digging and more, um work. Mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know I, I, big props to private investigators because um i would never be able to do anything like this I just, I don't know. 
I would break character. I would I would be too stressed. Unless I mean he's probably done this for a long time, so yeah. Uh he can charm his way into any situation. He can speak Arabic. He's uh you know. Yeah, yeah a, little, he, a little a little blade runner aspect <laughs> of like. Yeah. He knows all he knows all the languages. He's like a he's the, you know, old detective wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and a lot of the layout of this place is kind of similar to one back at uh, Nina's place. You know, there's like the keypads. Um, I think that was intentional to help us see like the connections. And um, yeah, he's crawling through, like he finds like this ladder, he, he goes up there, he's going through the, um, the, uh, the vents. Yeah, goes through the vents and he sees these like, people um like talking to themselves i believe or like recording something mm-hmm. and uh yeah they're basically recording their dreams and we see all these words all across the screen and um yeah it did make me think about uh collective dreaming oh yeah uh, i don't know if you ever heard of that or if people have like similar images similar dreams um the collective subconscious mm-hmm. yeah i love this um, and then yeah i do want to connect that to the uh yeah both openings of the show like the dream and then mm-hmm. season one Even though season one it's more it's someone filming it but yeah prairie jumps into the uh ocean from the bridge in new york i believe and then uh in this episode we see uh you know, the skating on the cliff's side above the ocean. And then he uh, sees OA. And then he uh, hits the railing or something and is thrown off the cliff into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that's a great, uh, a great, not 100% sure, but I know in the Jungian collective subconsciousness, uh, the ocean in dreams is representative of the uh, everyone's souls or consciousnesses together. When, yeah, when you have a dream that's like extra, there's like there's an emphasis on the ocean. Like I've had dreams like that where I feel a certain way, and I'll be on a highway that's like suspended above the ocean, and I'm driving towards a city that's like halfway in the ocean, halfway out of the ocean. Yeah, and yeah, I've I've had like multiple dreams like that. So I was like, oh, I think that's, I think that's maybe what they're referencing because again, both openings to these seasons now have someone plunging themselves into an ocean right i think there is something to that um because in these scenes there are words on screen that talked about souls and collecting them and being trapped somewhere um yeah i don't recall when the last time i had a dream that had to do with water or the ocean it was because i'm scared of those things i've had dreams where i have fallen um but I'd imagine that's yeah pretty freaky having that in your dream, having NDEs in your actual dream, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah, we see that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had a, I had a weird one of those too. An NDE, a dream, a dream, a dream. <laughs> I oh, okay. <laughs> that's that was another time. 
It's okay. I've I've been there too where I almost found. So you and I both we're NDE brothers now. <laughs> I think I just blacked out for a second and then someone saved me. I didn't fully lose consciousness. <laughs> but no, I've had a dream where I'm in a hospital. I was getting a brain surgery. Oh, yes. Yes, you did mention I told you that, yeah. I was out of my body watching my surgery. And then I went to the guest room. I knew I was going to die somehow in the dream. So I was like going to talk to my family, but they couldn't hear me. Right. Only my only my father, who had recently had a stroke and lost his verbal communication, could see. Wow. Me. Yeah, and then he knew I was gonna die too when he saw me, and he was trying to communicate it to everyone, but he couldn't. And that's when I woke up. Oh, that's pretty gnarly. That's yeah, that's one of the dreams that sticks with me. But I do believe in I believe in the power of dreams, and I believe that for sure the show is definitely using that that power. Mm. And yeah, we see them speaking their dreams into a AI text to speech, speech to the text mm-hmm. system. Maybe, maybe the Silicon Valley guy it's... is going to be using the algorithm to decipher right the, the truth from this collective pool of data. Like, I don't know, collecting, <laughs> trying to monitor and see what uh, which patterns stick. Yeah, I, 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 I'm. The more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, oh, I don't like this villain. <laughs> he is the villain. I can or tell is him. he? No, is he's he? the villain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because uh, okay, we are getting closer to the end where we do get a familiar face. Um, yep. Before we end on that note, I do wonder, I always get the impression that sometimes dreams are based in some art of uh, other alternate reality, in my opinion. Sounds kind of crazy, but I feel like the show is helping me validate that. And I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> hey, so, dreams, dreams are magical, yeah. inherently. So I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe your dream has some truth to it. I hope not. <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I hope not, but I'm saying like it maybe gives you an insight into uh, potentially something that maybe you may never experience, but something in some other life or world or whichever right yeah it stuck with me i know that much yeah and i think there is a reason for that right so um yeah we transition back to uh where prairie is he's in her room um he's like pretty much caged up and we recognize this place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um basically at the end of season one where she looks just like how she did um, in the final uh, image of season one, and she is basically trying to recount um, her life, the difference between, between the two lives that she's leading. Uh, Nina, um, back in Russia, uh, where she goes to the bus and she has her NDE and the other version where she didn't. And yeah. He, oh man, I think this was such a good moment because she hears footsteps approaching and we get our beloved um, Homer, who is very different. He has a beard. He goes by Dr. Roberts. He's very plain and boring looking. And um, yeah, he's aloof. 
this version of Homer, I do not like. At least in this moment. (laughs) It looks a little pudgier. Mm -hmm. But again, uh, it seems like, you know, these people don't remember the other reality, except for uh, for sure the OA remembers. Our favorite antagonist yes, which she uh, finally gets to meet because as she's walking through the halls and see familiar faces we see familiar faces right patrick we yes, see I, I recognize buck buck also, hmm. right? yeah we recognize not buck but renata renata she's the second one i believe mm-hmm. the first person we see is rachel that's rachel Yes, that is Rachel. Sharon oh. Van Etten. Yes, that is Rachel. I, I thought it was the because the long hair. I thought it was the. Uh... Oh, yeah, that was Michelle. Yeah, that was Michelle. Okay, that was actually Rachel. Oh, okay. And the third person is Scott. He looks way different. Yes, everybody looks different. Um, but they recognize her. They see her, and they recognize her. Mm-hmm. and they're all very shocked and yeah he's gonna go take her he said i'm gonna take you to meet the director and i have a feeling that she kind of knows what's gonna happen oh yeah i knew it coming too <laughs> they open the door he takes her to meet him and yes patrick take us away you uh you called some things here i called it when uh she was in the uh before she even saw homer but homer was approaching and she's inside the place being taken mm-hmm. to her room. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the it's the it's the place from uh, the Homer's NDE when they were captain. Yes. And then Homer showed up. I was like, oh, my God, everyone's going to be here. And he's, they're going <laughs> to see the aquarium. And then, yeah, she he walks her to the aquarium. With a hap. I did not expect hap to look at her and like recognize her. Mm hmm as the OA and he's like, oh hey, I was like, whoa. I and I did not expect the ending. I love the ending. Right, because he basically looks like how he did back in season one. Yeah, so it's right? like he's yeah, he's like he's like her, but he's in this he's jumped to this reality and he's aware of it. And he's like yes. he's like he's hamming it up with like, oh hello OA. Right? He was being um very smug yeah very cocky and she just she just fucking lunges at him i love that (laughs) yep and that is the end of angel of death and according to recap it is referring to hap as the angel of death ah yeah so yeah that's such a wonderful end to the uh first episode I, I feel like I think that kind of just makes me want to jump into the next one because, yeah, we get these two people finally meeting and they're the only ones, as we know. Um, well, we did see Rachel, Scott and Renata. I mean, they obviously rem- remembered her, right? They were really shocked, but they're in captivity, just like in season one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And now Prairie is also in captivity. Uh, full circle. Everyone's trapped again. 
and and Haps posing next to the aquarium that's reminiscent of their cages in season one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man. So yeah. What? So Pat, I want to know what are your thoughts and feelings now that we've recapped it. We're a full spoiler territory. So yeah, uh, give me the lowdown. Well, yeah. Now that we've talked about it too, I'm very interested. I love the dark crypto tech angle mm-hmm. i hope that plays out well i like the noir currently it feels noir genre base like the last one had a last season felt like it had a kind of like school drama base right. for the setting coming of age yeah with the main fi- the main five including bba like she works at the school that all the kids are going to. Right. And now we're getting like, it feels like kind of like a noir mystery with a cream. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we have two inner, like two storylines going, which no, kind of, yeah. yeah. I see the, I see the appeal of, I, I don't know the direction or the conclusion or anything of like however long they originally planned the show to go but i already see like it i see the base formula i feel but it's not a formula it it's it's like a layering mm-hmm. like uh the, the first season introduces us to the five but then there's also uh the oas five in captivity with hat right so immediately we have two you know two fives and then reality hop in this season, I'm expecting a new five, but then we have the old five and then the older five. Yes. Season three, like, okay, we're going to have possibly, you know, 15. <laughs> and a new right. five is going to be 20. I was just wondering, like, what number, how many fives are we going to get to before there's like the grand? <laughs> but again, also, that's just right. like, that's just, that's just good writing. There's a lot of setup and payoff in doing that. Well, so you can subvert it. You could make a season half five, but you know, whatever. It could it could have gone so many ways, but already I see it. I feel like it's lining up a certain way a little bit, and I appreciate the respect for the craft mm-hmm. that they're showing. That's not. It's. It's it's doing something, and I it's so refreshing. Still, I love. I hope the tech stuff is evil i hope it's horrible and satanic <laughs> i hope it's moloch demons somehow right. connect the epstein i'm fine yes yeah, so we'll always go back to your um your conspiracy epstein. theories yes yeah, well, hey hey we live in a post-conspiracy world <laughs> all the conspiracies are true there's aliens, i think this show will help you feed into that i'm sure i already feel it with the way things may plan out <laughs> But yeah, it's it's just it's it's refreshing in the crypto angle to see like a show that I hope is gonna critique it and all that stuff mm. instead of like uh instead of like Super Bowl ads with uh LeBron James talking to an <laughs> AI an AI recreation of himself in high school. Oof talking yeah. about like you gotta you gotta take risks, you gotta believe in yourself, buy crypto. Mm-hmm. Like I see that and I think like the human race is doomed. But seeing this show, at least, is like, okay. 
not everyone's just drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. Um, I expect nothing less from Zal and, and Britt, and I think they're going to take you for a ride, Patrick, and just like in season one, where uh, you know you had all these twists and turns, didn't really know where it's going to go, I think it's going to be similar for you here. Um, based on everything you've mentioned, like I, I think that you're you're gonna be in for another another doozy. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Expect nothing less from them, and they have their own formula, which you were talking about. They have a formula, and they do. They definitely have their own formula. They built it here. They laid it out in season one. They've definitely um, they're doing it here in season two. Just revamp. I don't know if it's a revamp or they're just magnified. And um, yeah, I'm excited for for the rest of our uh, uh, part two entry. Yes. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you uh, decided to just go with it uh, and and take on this journey with me because um, yeah, we, I waited so long for us to get here, and this is where I wanted us to get to, just to see your reaction and say, hey, look. I told you, season two is going to be way different. And yeah. So now you see. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm very curious. I remember that spoiler now I got in season one where we're watching it. Yeah. Or was that? You were spoiled in season one. I was spoiled in the fact that like I was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I was like hovering over the OA. And you know how they like they'll like show a still or like a poster mm -hmm. for the most recent season. Oh, so, like it was like a, there was like a car element. I saw Kareem. Oh, uh, okay. I saw yeah. the OA and like in the like you know as a central character. I saw like stuff that like this is. I think we're only on like episode four or five. Right. Like this is way different than what we're currently at in Michigan. <laughs> You're like, huh, I wonder where yeah, these was, images are going to be coming from. <laughs> yeah, there's like a car and a city in the background. I was like, what the, what? <laughs> You're like, this is a no. different show? Yeah, it's starting to come together a little bit from that little small spoiler of just a poster on Netflix. Right. No, it's, yeah, I can imagine it. how jarring that is, especially if you're a newcomer to the show. Like, wait a minute, I saw all this cool stuff, like city-looking stuff, and we're watching season one, and I'm just like, this yeah, isn't fun or looking nice at all. <laughs> I saw Zendaya, I think, in the poster, too. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, it's Euphoria Girl. Right. She's in the show? That's, that's how I try to get people to watch the OA, when they're, like, really into mainstream shows. Ah. You're like, well, who's in the OA? Uh, Zendaya? season two <laughs> like, have, we damn, gotten my... I gotta... <laughs> hmm? have we gotten the the uh actress from the double life of veronique veronique oh you remember that um not yet but okay. you will have to wait and be patient because that i believe that movie uh i believe the show and that movie will have i need to watch the movie but based on season two i think they will be connected. That's okay. what all I will say. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, she is one of the significant parts of the show. She's really great when you do see her, and we will get there eventually. I will not tell you when, but yes, she's fantastic. That's what I was saying. Some people, they want Zendaya. 
I'm sitting here waiting for, I think she's French, this actress. I don't remember her name off the top of my head. Is Irene Jacob? Possibly. Yeah, I kind of, um, I know that some of the fans know her just from the OA. And yes, it is Irene yes, Jacob. Is. I don't know how to say her name properly in French, but yes, that is her. Yes. Um, but yeah, you make me want to watch that movie now to see if there are any ties into the season. Because uh, yeah, there are some interesting things that they take with her character. And I, I think would, is yeah. intentional. I would highly, highly recommend The Double Life of Veronique and the Three Color Trilogy, if you haven't seen those yet. Okay, yes. There's definitely a connection to an away to the OA. An away to the OA. And yeah, I'm glad you seem to be really liking the show, uh, you know, and you always feel free to um, even point out some critiques or anything you don't like, uh, anything you love. I basically love the show. It's my favorite show. Will always, always will be. And yeah, if you've gotten this far, I'm sure you've gotten the idea that I've already seen the show and this is Patrick's uh, fresh journey into it. And so, Patrick, thank you again uh, for being my co-host. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I think the people wanted this. And I cannot wait because I'm sure many people are uh, waiting for our thoughts. I hope. So cross yeah. my fingers. I'm, I'm happy to <clears throat> going on the journey. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. Uh, imagine if we did wait two and a half years to finally get back into this. <laughs> That'd be hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, we didn't have to wait any further. And yeah, I'm excited for this next season and this next journey that we're going to be taking. because. Uh, yeah, and hopefully we can get some of the other fellow members here and we will find out. So, yeah, so if anyone has any questions for me or Patrick, feel free to uh, comment or message us on Instagram at Layfilm Podcast and email us at layfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we, I feel like we had a successful first season with the OA. Uh, we got a lot of hits on our Instagram. We appreciate all the, the people that found us. Thank you so much. We hope we continue to grow um, our page and not just be an OA fan page, but, um, you know, showing shows and film we feel should be spotlighted. So thank you again. Um, any lasting words, Patrick? Uh, I just want to echo the same. Uh... If you have any feedback or just want to discuss any of our thoughts or, you know, your theories personally on the show, <laughs> please label them for the recipient. Yes. Uh, we Make sure to these. add spoilers, too, if, you, if you're going to have spoilers in there. Yeah. Or just like for Richie or for Pat. And then, yeah, just pretend like I haven't seen the whole series and uh, Richie has. Yes. Uh, so yeah, have the foresight. Share access to everything. Yes. Um, oh, before we truly end, Patrick, I think we did this last season. I would love to hear your theories on what's going to happen next episode because uh, it was very entertaining to uh, listen to you. Yes. <laughs> about, try to, uh, what's the word? Babe Ruth. <laughs> the next episode. 
I'm pointing to the grandstands. Uh, okay. Uh, Does she bite his head off when she lunges at him? Does she uh, escape right away? <laughs> I don't think so, for sure. I think, I think it's going to be a... It's going to be a struggle to re... to free Homer from his uh, current personality, his his soul, his old soul, from whatever timeline. Also amnesia? Could be amnesia. But yeah, I feel like there's going to be a journey to uh, have Homer return from the OA during her captivity. Uh, maybe we'll get some... Maybe we'll get the... Uh, we're getting the crypto algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the dream thing, I like to think there's going to be with the uh, you know the the tech guys able to predict the future somehow, some crazy thing like that. I think I think there's going to be a hybrid of the dream mysticism with the algorithm evil of the tech world of like you know you can you can maybe. Maybe there's a tech computer or algorithm that can somehow read all these recorded dreams that is somehow like given a higher insight to this, you know, tech guy who somehow makes the right calls or sees the future. Right. Uh, uh, I think that's okay. I think that's I think that's going to connect to the noir angle. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe Kareem is going to be. Maybe he'll be the central point for the new five. Or the mm. old five, it's hard to say. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture how there's gonna be a there's gonna be interconnectedness. And I wonder if Kareem is gonna connect with the new five and the uh Michigan five. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, okay. And yeah, I wonder if his noir adventure is gonna connect to them and then their noir thing is gonna connect to this billionaire's whatever nefarious thing he's up to with the game and the the dreams and how that's going to connect to the uh uh hap shadow government astral projecting nde task force that was vaguely (laughs) that was vaguely referenced i argue still in the first season with the uh (laughs) maybe in this reality haps the guy who has that guy's connections Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe have that rogue. Maybe he's, you know, he's working at an institution. Maybe he has more carte blanche. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, yeah, maybe he's more connected. And maybe there's an intersection of, you know, the the shadow, dream, soul, astral projection, all the, you know, all the conspiracy stuff I love. Maybe there's an intersection, yeah. apps research with that to this new tech noir angle is my current predictions right okay um those are really great predictions cannot wait to see if any of those theories come true maybe they'll come true in the next episode maybe they'll come true later in the season and we will find out um i'm sure you'll remember all of them patrick so you can say hey i hit a home run there you can just check them off oh yeah every time we hit them (laughs) but uh yeah so there we have it, uh, ending with Patrick's uh, theories 
um, and conspiracy theories. And yeah, we'll see everyone back in uh, part two, episode two. And thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Jumping into an invisible current that just carries you away.